Hey everyone, I'm Sarah. And I'm Harley Bang Bang. This is part two to our dealing with the pandemic episode. For those of you who tuned in, episode one focused on how we handled the last seven months and what we plan to do differently during the upcoming winter lockdown. This episode, part two, will talk about the pros and cons of being single during this time and whether or not it's worth trying to date during COVID. Technically, we think that this episode can stand on its own, so if you're only interested in hearing our thoughts on dating, feel free to start here. If you do want to listen to our suggestions on getting through the pandemic, whether you're single or not, feel free to listen to part one first. I do know that another major aspect of the pandemic for people like us who are single is that it can be really difficult to go through this alone. And so do you feel like just by virtue of the fact that we're single, it's made the situation harder than it otherwise would have been? Um, for I think in a lot of ways, yes. <laughs> I, think <there's, laughs> I think there's a lot of benefits to being single at this time, for sure. And I have some days and weeks and even months where I'm like, oh, thank God, you know, I am single. But <laughs> I would say on the whole, when I look at, you know, this time collectively, I think it is a bit harder to be single. Yes. Yeah. And it's interesting because that that seems to be, I think, the popular opinion. Like I, I know I personally am loving being single during this time. <laughs> like I have never been more grateful to be single and to be living alone. Um, but I think a lot of people would relate to what you just said so what do you think what do you think some of the things are that made this time harder so I think that for one thing I just think it can generally get a bit lonely and and I say that coming from a position of someone that loves alone time (laughs) so I, I can't I really can't imagine how single extroverts feel you know in this time and people that just like love constant human interaction because that is not me um but at the same time as much as I love alone time it's still not normal to go weeks at a time without interacting with other people and I don't necessarily think that that other person has to be a partner by any means like in in fact I often prefer when it's a friend or whatever (laughs) but at least for me and this is been a little less true the last few months that you know like I said outdoor hangouts with a select few people one at a time or whatever have been okay but in the early stages of the pandemic and lockdown and what I imagine winter will be like as well a lot of my local friends are not single like they have kids they have a partner and there are reasons that we can't really meet up like either they're quarantining extra hard because of their kids or their pod involves other families that their kids can interact or you know in some cases like a friend's partner might work and I don't want to expose myself to their partner's work so we just can't see each other like yeah it's not necessarily that I need to date so to speak but it's almost like having a partner would at least be like a built-in person (laughs) to kind of hang out with and make your own fun with and I feel like you know, I, I don't think that single people get that benefit a lot of the time, unless you happen to have, you know, another single person that lives super close to you that you can sort of like quarantine together in a way. Um, I just feel like we don't have that. And I also sort of feel like, you know, I think single people's lives are sort of indefinitely on hold. Like we can't travel. We can't do the things we enjoyed about single life before. We're mostly home by ourselves. And I just feel like people in a relationship or people with kids, you know, while I totally get how stressful that is, like, honestly, do I want to be living with a a partner right now with a boyfriend? No, absolutely not. But, you know, and would I, do I feel so, you know, much sympathy and empathy and all that for everyone with kids and their kids are stuck in the house and not being socialized and not able to go to school. And, you know, I feel so bad for parents right now. And so I, I don't want to minimize, you know, the struggles other people have, but, I think that at least when you're with 
those people, your relationship still moves forward in a way or ends, which like yeah. can accelerate can accelerate an ending as well, which is not necessarily a bad thing because, you know, this it might, was probably coming anyway. Yeah, this might show that you can't, you know, make it through the tough times, which is important information to learn. But <laughs> assuming that you're staying together, you know, your relationship is progressing, your family life, you know, your kids are still growing up, you're getting time with your family that you wouldn't have had before if you were working, you know, there's just, there's things that still move forward in your life. Whereas I feel like for single people, basically our whole lives are on hold. Like aside from the occasional hobby, you know, like I'm excited that you and I get to do this now and stuff like that. But, you know, for the most part, my entire life is on hold. And I don't think that my non-single friends can relate to that. Yeah. I think those are all really fair points like I don't think you're wrong but I don't know honestly I just love that I'm single right now like I don't like <laughs> I have not had a single day where I was like I wish I was with a partner at this time <laughs> like I just I don't know I think it's just such an incredible opportunity that we have to be able to fully work on ourselves and to just mm-hmm. dedicate all of our free times, we get to dedicate it to ourselves now. And we don't usually get that. So I I think in a lot of ways, it's a gift, you know, not to minimize the pandemic, like obviously horrible things are happening as a result of it. But, you know, I think a huge upside is that it's given us that opportunity to just be completely selfish with our time. Like, I remember there were times where, like, I you know, I wanted to work on a, you know, like a personal project that I had going. But if I had dinner with friends, like, you're not going to be like, no, I'm not coming to dinner, because I'm going to work on like a shitty first draft of a novel. And I still don't <laughs> even know where it's going. Like, you know, you're not going to do those things. It's really, I, it's really easy to put yourself last. Um, and to mm, just, you know, like, and to just go out with people and go out to brunch. And I loved all those things. Like, don't get me wrong. But Um, there was definitely a lot of aspects of my life that I neglected because Mm -hmm. of that. So I love that I get to use that time completely for myself and work on things that I've dreamed about for years now that I just, I felt like I didn't have the time to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I think it's for single people, you know, I mean, you could look at it so many different ways, but I do strongly think that it is a gift we've been given to really improve ourselves and take on new ventures that we didn't do before and you know the, like with lockdown the people I've spoken to who have kids or even not w- without kids like even just having a partner you don't really get to do that you know you're just you have to navigate the shared space you have mm-hmm. to, you know now you're probably cooking and cleaning a lot more than you used to because you were like you had you were going out before um you know, if there's kids involved, there's a whole new element of like, you have to teach them and balance your own job and, you know, manage the household. And like, it's an extra stressful time. Mm. So I think we get to enjoy all the perks of the pandemic in a way that we wouldn't if we had even one other person in the picture with us. Um, yeah, I think- that's true. I mean, I do, I do agree that it's probably it's less stressful for single people. I yeah. think I think it's, I think I look at it as like stress versus loneliness and antsiness. Like I said, like, I don't like that feeling of my life being on hold. But at the same time, I know that that feeling doesn't compare to the stress of being trapped in a house with another person or, you know, (laughs) with, you know, I like I agree with you um, in a lot of what you're saying. I do think that you know, the loneliness just like hits me in a different way sometimes than it does to you. But I think all your points do make a lot of sense. Yeah. And it's not to say that loneliness isn't like a super valid and shitty feeling like Mm -hmm. it is. I mean, I I do get that. Um, But that's why I do think it's important for people to find, I guess, solitary hobbies and things that they enjoy to make it enjoyable for themselves. Because again, Mm -hmm. like, it's not going to change. So I think we just need to find ways to fill the time that we have. And I think another interesting thing about the pandemic is that it's forced us to almost like look in a mirror, if you will. (laughs) And like, you know, I I think for everyone, even if you're in a relationship, but if you're single, like, I think it's interesting to examine like 
why am I having a harder time? Is it just because I miss having the social interaction? Because if that's the case, there are substitutes for, for it. They're not perfect. Like Zoom chats aren't quite the same, but there are substitutes. Or maybe it's given you an opportunity to really think critically about your job. And you're like, you know what? Like now that I'm really faced with just having work be my primary activity, I'm realizing that I hate my job and it's time for me to switch careers. Or maybe you realize now you hate your city and you were never faced with that before. Mm-hmm. So I think it's interesting because it can allow us to really examine what we're not happy about in our lives and hopefully take steps to work on it. Yeah, that's fair. So I think with, with all that being said about the pros and cons of being single, I know another topic that's come up is is it worth even trying to date during lockdown like given that you can't meet in person as easily there aren't as many activities that you can now do is it worth even trying to meet someone new so <laughs> I personally have not tried to date because I am just not interested <laughs> I'm not interested in giving up my sweet single status at this point. I just said I I'm not giving that up. Um, but I know you dated Sarah, so mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on whether it's worth <laughs> I mean, all of this I'm sure will come up in more detail in future episodes. I won't uh I won't get too far into like any one specific person or anything like that, but yeah, I would listeners wanting more. <laughs> yes, exactly. Tune in later. <laughs> But I feel like as far as whether it's worth it, um, I think at the beginning, I would have said yes, overall. Um, And just for context, I um, had a situation with a guy sort of early on in lockdown. Um, It started out with a lot of like FaceTime drinks and stuff like that. (laughs) And eventually we did meet up a few times. And on the whole, the whole thing lasted from about end of March to end of May. And so at end of March, when it first started, again, we still thought this would last a couple of weeks. Like we thought that like, we were just texting to fill some boredom until we could meet up in person. We had Well, Trump promised me that by Easter, we'd be good. The warm weather was supposed to kill this. So I even injected some bleach into myself, didn't work. So, um, you know, at that time, we obviously had no idea what was to come, but even uh, within that time, like it obviously didn't go away by Easter. And, you know, we sort of felt that it was going to be longer. And I think even though that situation ended, in my opinion, in a pretty fucked up way, (laughs) and I was angry about it, I still think that those two months were worth it because of kind of what I was saying before. I like, I do live really far from my family. I couldn't see any friends at first. Like now we know enough to know like, yeah, masks are effective. Like you can go for a walk and keep your distance with a friend. I mean, maybe you can't because you hate walking. But I can't. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> but like at the time, I literally could not see anyone. And mm-hmm. it was almost like, you know, ev- unless someone was an essential worker, if you trusted them enough to know that they were following the rules, nothing was open in the US. Like they couldn't have been going to bars. They couldn't have been, you know, if their lifestyle was similar to yours, you could kind of assume that they were safe. And it was worth the risk to me at the time just to have a bit of human interaction, honestly, because I was having zero, like I wasn't seeing anybody. (laughs) And so that experience I would say was worth it. I think over time, it has become less and less worth it um, to try to date because I think as, you know, as we do learn more about the science and we know what risks are appropriate, and I'm, I'm more careful than the average person, I would say, but I, I do see, you know, a few friends occasionally and whatever. I would rather put that risk towards friends personally, um, or even family. Like I did find a way to meet halfway with my parents a couple weeks ago. I hadn't seen them since March. Like I would rather put my risk towards that. And, you know, men are a disappointment. (laughs) And when shocking, (laughs) I know news to everybody, (laughs) but you know, as, as things do open up in the U S you also don't fully know if you can trust someone's habits. Like it's not like before. And, you know, I had one situation over the summer where 
that one ended in a very shady way. And then I was super paranoid for two weeks because I I was like, clearly this person is not as trustworthy as I thought. And yeah. I have no idea if he could have, you know, given me COVID. Like, I don't think he would intentionally have done that, but he clearly was not the person I thought. And it just adds a stress and a paranoia that honestly is becoming less and less worth it over time. So for me, um, I I did recently actually go on a second date with someone. Both dates with this person so far have been, you know, distant and stuff like that. So I have no real way of knowing, you know, if there's chemistry there or whatever, but I'm going to kind of let that play out and see that through, you know, this seems like a nice person so far, but again, men are a disappointment. So by the time <laughs> we record our next episode, I most likely will have some updates, but we'll be engaged, uh, guys. honestly, like if that, if that situation ends in the near future, I think I'm going to end up taking a break for the winter. I just don't think it's worth the COVID risk and the stress that comes along with it, to be honest. But in the early stages, I I did honestly feel, yes, it was worth it. Now, probably less so. That's really interesting because I admit, like, even though I didn't um, even try dating at this time, I would have thought that without having all the activities and, like, you know, the bells and whistles of a usual date, it would allow people to see more quickly whether they connect with someone because you're kind of just left with the conversation at this point Mm -hmm. you know whether you guys have that chemistry and banter so do you still not feel like that's enough to make it worth the stress of potentially getting COVID? So I think when connection is there it has the opportunity to be deeper than in regular times because of that. It's very, yeah. like you said, it's conversation based. You have to talk a bit longer before you meet up now. Mm-hmm. You might screen with a FaceTime, which is not something I ever did before in dating. So right. I do think when I will say I have met in person four people during this time two of them have been distant and two were not. And I would say, I honestly would say three of those four people, at least from like a first date perspective, I probably felt a better connection with than I have with many other people that I've met over the last few years. Like I do think that this additional screening time can be helpful and can have the potential like for deeper connection but and like I said I mean TBD I guess on my current situation (laughs) but on the whole you know people mostly still suck and like (laughs) and I think that like it's not you know just because you have a great first date with someone or whatever or second or third or however many it's not necessarily gonna go anywhere just because it's a pandemic and if it can end respectfully and mutually or whatever, then I, I think those can be worthy experiences. I think you can, you know, I don't think things need to last forever to still have a positive impact on your life. But I do think that if it ends in a shitty way, which, you know, two of those three great connections did, in my opinion, and mm-hmm. yeah, again, one TBD, but um, <laughs> I like it, it almost makes it, harder and there's just more like I said more stress and more anger and um you know for me like I said I think the first one was still worth it because I really needed the connection at that time but the second one was honestly not worth it like I, you know the stress I felt after and the legitimate COVID paranoia and I'm not a hypochondriac I don't have much like health related anxiety or anything like that so for me to be paranoid about it I can't imagine what somebody would have felt that already has a natural tendency towards those worries. Like I, I don't, I just don't see how it could be worth it. But again, I mean, obviously it didn't stop me. Like I still met, (laughs) I still met people after that. So I'm not saying you can't do it, but I do think it's important to consider where you'd prefer your risk lie. And for me, most of the time, if I'm going to take a risk, it's going to be for friends or family at this point. Like it's, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not, 
I'm not saying I'll never date or, you know, maybe I can say, oh, I'm going to take a break for the winter and maybe it'll really just be through the holiday season. And, you know, maybe in early 2021, I'll try again or whatever. But I definitely I'm on the verge of needing a break for sure. I think it really depends on what your needs are and what the rest of your social circle looks like. Yeah, that's true. Because if you're in a situation where you're just not you're not going to meet up with your friends or family anyway, for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. then in that case, maybe it is worth it to try to date. Cause like, yeah, I'm assuming, you know, you're healthy and you know, whatever, like you're comfortable taking that risk for yourself. But Mm -hmm. you know, so if you're, and that might be the tipping point for some people, like they're not going to be seeing their friends. So why not use this time to date? Can't be any worse than non-pandemic time. Right. <laughs> but like, yeah, but like you said, for you, it's, you, know, you would rather just use that time to see your friends because you are able to do that. Yeah. And, and, and at first I wasn't. And, you right. know, and that's why it was, that's why I think even though that one situation, I have, you know, bitterness towards how it ended, but I still view it as worth it overall. Whereas okay. like, once I was able to open my social circle, even to just two or three people that I really trust, now it feels silly to risk it for a date because I'm also like, okay, if this person turns out to be an asshole and is not actually as trustworthy as I thought they were, then I'm also risking the rest of my like pod, so to speak. Like I exposed myself and I don't want to turn around and expose a friend. So now that's extra time that I have to sit around the house alone. You know, like, it's just like, you're extending your web, so to speak. And most men are not deserving of the trust. (laughs) (laughs) And like, also, men just, men are not as trained to think about their safety in dating as women are. Like, as women, I think we have to think about our safety in a different way. And so for me, considering COVID is just another thing on the list. Like, it's like, okay, I have to get a vibe that they're, you know, not going to murder me. And I also have to get a vibe that they're being COVID safe. Whereas men just, if they get a good vibe from you as a person, they don't even ask, like so many men ask me on dates and don't ask me any questions about my habits. I'm like, I could be going to parties every day of the week and you have literally like not even checked, like, which makes me think that you are doing irresponsible things in your own life because you should have questions if you're meeting up with a stranger and men by and large, even the more responsible men do not have that many questions. And that in and of itself, I think is a huge concern. Um, Yeah. And And I also And I feel like, you know, it's interesting because I would have intuitively thought to myself, this would be a better time to, to date because men like, and you and I have talked about this, their conversational skills are not where they should be. I I, like, it's pretty (laughs) abysmal. So, and they do often, I think, fall back on the date activities or you know, they they can comment on like, how's the beer you're having or, you know, comment on whatever <laughs> activity they had did over the weekend. And there's ways to keep conversation going with the external things happening. But now that we're forced to just rely on our personalities and conversation, <laughs> I really would have thought that men would step up their game and be more inquisitive and ask more questions and realize that they can't just coast off of I don't know their looks anymore but it seems like that that has not been the case so that's unfortunate so you know what man like if there's one takeaway you get from this podcast it's to just please step up your dating game ask a couple <laughs> questions it's not gonna kill you just like ask me how my weekend was like see how it feels to ask the, to put those words together try try the phrase what about you <laughs> like if I ask you a question you can get away 90% of the time with turning that same question around on me. Like, unless I'm asking yeah. you about a very specific interest you have, just ask me the same question and you will automatically be in like 90th percentile of conversational skills. Yeah, and- you're getting laid that night if you say yeah, that. Right. <laughs> and like I said, I mean, there is I will admit, even if I don't love the way some things ended, like I said, three out of the four people that I have met in person this year have at least initially been a decent connection. And so I do think 
while I don't think that it has turned out to be a, a better time to date, so to speak, I do think that it at least puts a few more interesting people in your radius because everybody's home. Like, yeah. but you still have to like, you know, I still had to sift through 50 of those boring conversations <laughs> oh to get to the four decent ones that were worth meeting up with. And, you know, the fourth person, like, was there was something wrong with him. He didn't do anything bad. It just wasn't, you know, a very natural connection. But, you know, nice guy and all that. But to get even to those four people, I had to get through so much nonsense. And yeah, again, like in the early stages when there wasn't much else you could do, and I hadn't taken the time to think through what I wanted the next few months to look like the way I have now, it was worth it. But as time goes on, um, in my opinion, it's become more, a little bit more stressed than it's worth. And, um, and it it's almost made me like, it almost makes you like, wow, I, I, again, I trusted this person enough to really take a serious health risk for them. Like, am I a bad judge of character? Mm -hmm. Like, it makes you like, analyze your own actions in a way that you never really would normally. I mean, I'm all for self reflection, but I also shouldn't have to take responsibility for men's shitty actions. <laughs> and like, yeah. I don't even want to be in a situation where I have to feel bad about my choices when I know that you know, I didn't do anything wrong. So um, yeah, it's just like a lot. It's a lot of extra, extra stress, extra pressure. And I also think that it it's through no fault of either person, it can pressurize the situation as well, because it feels like such both, a big deal now. Yeah, like you're both like, oh, another person <laughs> that I don't have to stay six feet from or like whatever. And it's almost like, you know, whereas before a first date was like, yeah, whatever. Like, I'll see if there's a connection. There probably won't be, but like no sweat <laughs> off my back. Like yeah. I'll try a new restaurant or whatever. Right. Now it's like, I've risked my health to be here. <laughs> like we must have an amazing time. That's true. And I just think it like, it, it does pressurize the situation. And that is one aspect that I can't put the blame squarely on men. <laughs> That's just Fair the enough. situation. <laughs> I mean, and it's funny because I guess it's all ultimately a cost benefit analysis, mm -hmm. right? Like if you, it is, you know, if at this point you're like, I, I don't want to be putting my dating life on hold. Like it's really important that I meet someone you know, then then go and date, but just recognize what some of the downsides are at this point. And the reality mm -hmm. is like, yeah, it might limit your social circle. Otherwise, you're obviously exposing yourself. And, you know, just don't, I guess, don't beat yourself up if it doesn't go well, because it's it, dating, I guess, from what I'm hearing, dating has not really changed. Like people are not necessarily having better experiences. So don't expect it to be any different than it was in 2019. But at the end of the day, if you want to meet someone, you got to do it. So just maybe adjust your expectations for what yeah. you're going to be. So like maybe that's where I would have gone wrong because I did assume that dating would be better now because people will make mm -hmm. better conversation. And apparently that's not the case. Yeah. But, but one thing I do, and again, I could be wrong, but I do think that this year is a really interesting and good time to be dating because it's presumably lets you see someone's values a lot quicker than you would have otherwise. <laughs> that right? is accurate. That is right. accurate. So I think like there's some value. And again, like we're just kind of going through the pros and cons of dating, like ultimately do whatever feels right for you. But mm -hmm. one upside I imagine is you can see whether you align with someone else's values. Like if they're just if they go on about how they don't believe in COVID and like masks are for the week and you know, like then, you know, I mean, if it was me, I'd be like, okay, it's not my person. If yeah. they're going on about like, man, I hope Trump gets reelected. They're not my person. Yeah. If they're talking about like how all lives matter. They're not my person. So like <laughs> there have been all these really great. It's so true. Yeah. Like this yeah. year has brought about a lot of people's values. And so I think, one possible benefit is that you can sift through those things so much quicker. Like there's, there's enough timely things going on that give you a glimpse into someone's personality. Yeah, so. No, you are, you are <laughs> correct about that one. Um, I will even say like, even this, you know, person that I said was TBD, like he, the site that we met on um, has, they'll kind of allow you to add like timely 
things to your profile like temporarily so like a year ago it was something with like about the aclu and like right now it's like a black lives matter tag and so if i see that on someone's profile they automatically have a higher chance of me matching with them just because i know like that to me that should be like base level human Mm -hmm. decency like to be willing to express that even though it's clearly not for many people but Yeah, I mean, with the election coming up and everything, like, people's values are definitely front and center. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so I think what I'm, what I'm getting from everything you're saying is that, you know, if you want to date, and if you feel like you can do it safely, then go ahead, but just recognize that dating hasn't necessarily gotten any better than it was (laughs) in previous years. It's still just as difficult. But I think it's still it's worth noting that there are upsides to it. You can filter through people more quickly. Um, you can get you get a better sense of what their conversational skills are. But I do think it's helpful to keep in mind that dating is still dating, which means yes. it's, <laughs> and it, it's good to know, like, even I honestly have been like thinking about slowly wading back into the dating pool, like, I don't know, but I definitely had this idea that it was going to be easier this time around. So getting that perspective is good because now I've managed my expectations. Um, I think the reality is it's it's hard out here for a pimp and it's just, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. I, I will say though, if you're a single person this year and you managed to get yourself laid, like I bow down to you. <laughs> you have won the pandemic. Like I, you are a god among men. I mean, I'll take that small congratulations <laughs> as my consolation prize. It's hard. That is something most people cannot say. <laughs> I mean it's definitely it's definitely given me a few stories like I said I'm sure I'll share them in more detail at another time (laughs) but yeah yeah it has it has been quite a year (laughs) for dating (laughs) yeah one suggestion I have for those of you who do want to find a partner but aren't quite ready to date at this point is to just take some time for yourself and really critically analyze what it is that you want in a partner and in a relationship. This is something that I actually did back in September and it did help me a lot. I I literally sat down, took out a notebook and I wrote out where my past relationships went wrong, what mistakes I made, the red flags that I ignored. And I really thought about what qualities are absolute requirements and deal breakers for me. Um, And this does go beyond just the basics of, I want someone who's funny and treats me well. (laughs) Like I really drilled down to the key qualities that I should not compromise on. And I will say that doing that exercise was really enlightening for me. And it gave me a solid foundation for what I want out of a relationship. So I feel pretty confident that when I am eventually ready to date, I've set myself up for success. I'm not going to make the same mistakes that I did before. And I can go out and date really intentionally and find someone who is compatible with me. Um, I do also suggest doing this when you're not talking to anybody on any apps or, you know, you don't have anybody on your radar. I think it's best if you really clear the bench in your dating life because it's going to allow you to be completely honest with yourself about what it is you want in a partner because you're not going to be influenced by someone you're currently interested in who maybe doesn't actually meet all of your needs. If you don't have anyone on your radar, you're going to be forced to be really honest and that's going to be important when thinking about what you want in a relationship. So if Sarah has completely scared you off online dating apps right now, (laughs) (laughs) um, but you still do want to be proactive about your love life and move it forward, then I think that this pandemic provides an ideal opportunity to critically analyze and write down what it is you're looking for. 
Yeah, that's a really interesting suggestion. Um, I actually know someone who did something similar recently. She had just gone through a breakup and she kind of listed everything that was important to her, kind of like everything you said, not just the basics. And then she went through and checked off everything that her most recent relationship and the relationship before that had. And she was like, wow, they did not have enough of these qualities. Um, My therapist actually recently suggested something kind of similar to me. Um, She had me go through and list all of the qualities, like not just good qualities or bad qualities, but just, you know, qualities in general of everyone that I have found myself liking in dating Mm -hmm. the last couple years. So not necessarily people that I had serious relationships with, like not even necessarily people I went more than a couple dates with, but just anyone that I felt more positively about than negatively. (laughs) Um, She just had me write down kind of all of the things I could think of about them, like good and bad, um, to just try to find you know, whether there were patterns there and stuff like that. And that even that was an interesting exercise because I'm a pretty self-aware person. Like I know the type of person I usually go for. I know what's important to me, but I had never thought about it just in terms of guys that I've liked. Like I, I know that sometimes, you know, I, I end up being drawn to guys that might do a certain thing, but then I end up not liking them in the long term. So that's like, oh. you know, that's one type of pattern. But to actually look at people that I've actually been, you know, interested in, at least in the early stages, it was kind of interesting to see where the overlaps were. And um, they weren't necessarily bad things, but just sort of thinking through, okay, if you're going to go for guys that tend to be this way, what are the implications of that going to be for you? And how can you maybe prevent problems that might pop up because of that? So I do think that this, you know, I, I agree with you. I think this can be a good time to engage in that kind of reflection. And like you said, I do think it's better done when you're not currently like talking to somebody, even in an early stage, we do find ourselves, um, you know, looking past more and more things, I would say, as we get older in some ways. And I think making these lists and doing that reflection can kind of be a reminder of like where our priorities should be. Yeah. And just for clarity, I'm absolutely not saying that we should be overly rigid with our Mm -hmm. list. Like your list should not include ridiculous things. Like they have to have X amount of dollars, you know, in their bank account. But I think the, the aspects, whatever it is, that's important to you. Like for some people, maybe it is really important that they exercise and are taking care of their health. For some people, they want someone who can talk about social issues, like whatever those key core qualities are for you, just recognize them and don't compromise on them. And like I said, it'll set you up for success when you do eventually date because you're not going to be wasting your time. Yeah, I agree. And I think even when you're making a list like that, it's okay to almost separate into like, these are my deal breaker, like must have Mm -hmm. qualities. And then these are things that in an ideal world the person would also have but maybe I can be more flexible on because like you kind of alluded to nobody's perfect like nobody's gonna have every single thing but we do need to make sure that our core traits you know the things that really are going to work best with who we are as people um we need to make sure we're not compromising on that yeah exactly So those are my thoughts on if you're really not ready to get out there and date yet. But if you do want to, I would say to keep in mind a couple of things. I think the key lesson is like, if it's important for you to find somebody, that's a valid goal, like nothing to be ashamed of. If you need to do it, do it. Unfortunately, it's more so now than ever. um, Online dating is kind of the only way you'll meet someone. So do it if you need to. Don't feel embarrassed. And just recognize that it's not necessarily any easier. Yeah. And I would just add to that, like, I obviously agree if it's something you want to do and feels important to you, then by all means do it. But please just do it safely, Um, especially as we go, like I said, into winter and, you know, people aren't going to be able to hang out outside anymore and they're just going to start transitioning to hanging out inside and 
They're probably not going to be wearing masks with their friends because they're used to maybe not wearing them outside. You know, people are just going to start making increasingly stupid decisions yeah. as we come into winter. So please just be mindful of your safety with dating. Like, don't be embarrassed to ask questions that you wouldn't normally ask. Like, I will straight up ask guys if they want to meet up with me, like how long it's been since their last date. And that's obviously not a question I would ever <laughs> ask a guy <laughs> on a first date. I would normally, but like, if I'm going to risk getting COVID from a guy, it better be coming straight from the guy and not from some other girl that he was with like a week ago. Like yeah. I, I need to know. And I mean, granted, people can just lie and I'm sure sometimes they do, but you need to put your safety first. And if somebody makes you feel bad about that, like, fuck that person. Yeah. Like, you don't need to meet up with them. And, you know, it was, it was so ridiculous. I was chatting with someone like a month or two ago. And he, I mean, he seemed engaging. He asked a lot of questions. It was a good conversation, but it was literally our first conversation. And he tried to ask me out. And I was like, I need a little bit more time, especially in like these COVID days, like to learn a little bit more about you and your habits and stuff. Like, I didn't tell him no. I basically was just saying like, not now. Like, I need a bit more time. And he like went off on this rant and was like, (laughs) for someone as educated and as smart as you, you of all people should know that this is all going to be over after the election and then he just like unmatched me I'm so thankful I got to read those messages before he unmatched me because had I not I would have just been like all right he wasn't cool with like giving it some time but I saw this like rant of lunacy and I was just like oh my god But again, if it weren't for COVID, you might have had to suffer through like four dates with that guy before exactly. you realize how like, crazy What if I had just been like, yeah, sure, I'll meet you for a coffee, <laughs> like whatever. And then that would have come out in a really like possibly more dangerous way because yeah. someone that, you know, someone that doesn't believe in science, someone that wants to make you feel bad for caring about your safety, like that's going to manifest in other ways. For and sure. so like, yeah, I could have gotten a little further in with this guy before that manifested and it could have been dangerous for me in a different way. So, you know, trust your gut instincts and, and do what you have to do for your safety. And despite what men may tell you, or, you know, I can't speak for men who date women. Maybe some women are saying this too, but um, COVID is not going to go away the day after the election's (laughs) over. So, you know, gear up for a long winter regardless of who wins the election so. <laughs> um all right so i think that about wraps up our thoughts on pandemic related issues um we did just want to wrap up this episode by talking about an important event it's coming up in november <laughs> we all we all know what I'm talking about, but we would be remiss if we did not mention my birthday coming up. <laughs> Sarah, what are you laughing at? I'm talking. How long have I'm, you been planning that I'm, one? I need like to a really long time. I've been like so excited to say it. And I knew you'd absolutely love it. That's what I'm assuming your laughter is. Of course, of course. <laughs> Um, my birthday's coming up guys you still have time to send in your gifts I'm not picky this year my all my expectations are very low um yeah it's kind of weird normally I do have a big birthday to celebrate myself because as a single person you gotta do it yeah (laughs) take those opportunities when you can but um yeah I think this year will be low-key so uh, on a less important note, there is also <laughs> apparently an election. Ha- I don't know if you guys have heard, but there's an election <laughs> happening in the States. It's uh, breaking news. Um, but <laughs> in all seriousness, I mean, I will say I, I'm a Canadian, but I have been watching this election fairly closely. I think that a lot Probably of... Probably closer than many Americans, to be fair. <laughs> I do not disagree with that. Um, yeah, and I think for a lot of, like, definitely a, a lot of non-Americans are very interested in this particular election. I think, you know, if you, I mean, I'm I'm in Canada, so 
we it, the U.S. is our direct neighbor. We have a lot of ties to the U.S. It's mm-hmm. important good relations. So on that level, it's a really interesting one to watch. I have family that lives in the States. Um, as a woman of color, this is a really interesting election for me. So I think a lot of people on a lot of different levels are really invested in the outcome of the election, mm-hmm. watching eagerly and nervously. So as someone who's actually living there, what are your thoughts on you know, might happen so um just so everybody knows we are um recording this on october 23rd so it will probably come out um a few days before the election in any normal year i would assume that we're close enough that nothing insane will happen between the recording and the posting but you know nothing about 2020 or an election that donald trump is part of is normal so (laughs) if anything happens between now and posting date just know that (laughs) we're not skipping over it it just hasn't happened yet (laughs) but um i mean as far as what i think will happen honestly like if i had to predict i think trump will win again as much as that pains me to say um Mm -hmm. I think that the way our electoral college works, in my opinion, is extremely outdated and pretty fucked up. Um, I think that even if he would not have won normally, I think he will do whatever it takes to cheat his way into winning. Um, I I'm not saying that I don't I don't know what I believe as far as 2016 and how much he was personally involved in, you know, foreign meddling and stuff like that. Like, I'm not saying that he as an individual necessarily cheated his way to the 2016 win. But I absolutely think that if he has to, he will cheat his way into a 2020 win. I know that Biden is very ahead in the polls, but um, polling, I think when Trump is involved is not accurate because people are embarrassed to admit sometimes when they like him because they know that that will garner them a lot of hate and whatever so you know I don't think we can entirely rely on polls um honestly my biggest hope is that the senate will flip which I think does have a I I haven't even been looking at polls for that situation because I just can't stress myself out in that way like I can't vote in those states there's you know I've volunteered for some campaigns I've donated to campaigns but I'm literally doing everything I can do and I can't stress myself out by reading the numbers constantly but my gut instinct would say that there's probably a slightly better chance of the senate flipping just because that is like a state by state decision so um you know hopefully I'm wrong about the presidency you know we've got a we've got historic numbers of early voting and mail-in voting and all this stuff so you know who knows I could be wrong I hope I am wrong please America prove me wrong but like the first um, time you want to be wrong yeah yes literally <laughs> um, but yeah I mean honestly that's my my true prediction and hopefully that's not the case but that is kind of what I think yeah, right now, I maybe I'm slightly more optimistic. I kind of feel like Biden will win. But I, I don't know. It's the issue is that we don't know that this is going to be a legitimate election. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's hard to say um, how much his own meddling is going to impact the outcome. Right. Yeah, it's, um, it's definitely a really nerve wracking one for a lot of people. But yeah. Um, but speaking of the, you know, voting by mail, I know that there has been a lot of talk about whether people are going to do that versus just go in person. So do you have a plan in place for that? So my original plan was to vote in person. Um, my state, unfortunately, does not allow like early in person voting. So mm-hmm. what I had done was I did request my mail in ballot because in the back of my mind, I was just like, what if, God forbid, I got COVID and I couldn't leave the house and I couldn't vote? Like, yeah. I would feel like terrible. <laughs> so yeah. I requested it because in my state, if you haven't turned it back in yet, you can still vote in person as long as you like speak to the poll workers and like they cross your name off that list or whatever. And so I had ordered, I had requested it as a backup and, but I had planned to vote in person. Um, 
And then my state kind of out of the blue decided that people were not going to be required to wear masks to vote because requiring that would, according to them, infringe on people's right to vote. And that to me is so beyond ridiculous because we're required to wear them indoors everywhere else. Like the fact that that would be the exception makes no sense. Especially. I feel like there's a lot of mental gymnastics that needed to happen to come to that explanation. 100% mental gymnastics is a phrase that I used to comment on this <laughs> on social media. Um, oh, I did not as- even know that. Yes, We're so especially, <laughs> especially because like, you don't need an excuse this year to request a mail-in ballot. Like you can request right. it for any reason. And so if you are someone that has, you know, if you're one of the very, very, very few people that has a legitimate medical reason that you can't wear a mask for an extended period of time, you can request to vote by mail. And that is what you can do. Like, I don't think that the rest of us should have to be put at risk so that people can take advantage of this exception. And so now I now I am going to vote by mail. Um, It wasn't my original plan, but I am glad I requested it. I mean, you can request it through the end of October here, but just to give it time to get to me and get back to the board of elections, like I'm glad Mm -hmm. I did it when I did. And my new plan is to vote by mail because um, yeah, I think that's a ridiculous mask law that they're incorporating. And I will say, you know, to anyone that is in the US that's listening, just make sure that if you're going to adjust your plan at the last minute, as I did, make sure you have an understanding of your state's rules. Um, Every state is different, which is another ridiculous thing about our election system, in my (laughs) opinion. And what will work for me in my state might not work for you and yours might not be allowed. Um, And this is not a year that you want your vote to not be counted. So just make sure that you do your research. Yeah, yeah, you definitely don't want to miss out on being able to vote. Um, I'm not again, I don't live there. But I I really hope everyone does get out there and vote. It's so important. Unless, of course, if you're planning on voting for Trump or an independent, just stay home, like it's fine. Like, Don't worry about it. Um, Don't force yourself to get out there, stay home and like fix your pickup truck or whatever you own. But for anyone else, please make sure you go and vote. Agreed. (laughs) And on that note, (laughs) so as I said, um, this episode will be released a couple of days before the election. So hopefully by the next time we have an episode come out, we will know the outcome, although that is no guarantee because (laughs) who knows how long this will take to certify this year. So we may not have an update on this by next time um, because we probably will end up having to record it, you know, just a few days after the election. So we will see. But fingers crossed that it is such a Biden landslide that there's no arguing it yeah. and we can celebrate at our next recording. <laughs> For sure. Um, All right. So I think that's it for us. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, We are now on Spotify and Apple. So please feel free to subscribe to us. Uh, Let us know what you think of our episode. If you use any of our pandemic suggestions, definitely let us know. And thank you all for listening. And um, you can follow us and reach out to us and let us know what you think on Love Life Liquor on Twitter. And if you are enjoying what you're hearing, um, please leave us a review. If you're not enjoying it, you know, just send us a DM just privately off your phone. and let us address it. Your critical feedback can be given on Twitter and your good feedback can be given <laughs> in the reviews. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> We're just out here trying to make a buck, okay? <laughs> be kind. <laughs> All right. See you in a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs>